Welcome to the History of European Theatre podcast, and thanks for joining me on this journey through millennia of theatrical history. Episode 87, Renaissance Ways of Seeing, Life at the Corral del Principe. This episode is an account of one day in the life of the Corral del Principe. It's a fictionalised account, and not everything recounted here happened in one day, but it did happen at some point in the life of the Corral, based on first-hand accounts from the time. For this particular day, we're pretty much in the middle of the 17th century. My imagined theatrical manager is based on a real theatre manager from the Principe from about that time, one Francisco del Alegria. Francisco was an energetic character, but he does seem to have had a hard time running the Corral and making it profitable. I don't wish to introduce spoilers, but he did eventually go bankrupt. We start early in the morning by the standards of the theatrical fraternity, but it is a big day for Francisco, and he's keen to get started. The main entrance to the theatre opens onto one of the busiest streets in the city, and he has stepped out from the entrance hall of the theatre through the wooden doors, coming from the relative gloom of the interior, lit only by some small upper windows in the low roof as it is, into the bright Madrid morning sunshine. His eyes soon adjust to the light, which he happily sees is actually a little subdued this morning, thanks to the early cloud cover, and he takes in the crowd. Shoppers move up and down the street. A group of nuns pass, making their way to the convent just a little way down the street, and then, as his eyes settle on the pattern of movement on the street, he can see that some of the people are not moving with any purpose, or moving much at all, in fact. No, a small crowd is already gathering outside the whitewashed walls of the theatre, just to make sure that they get a good place later in the day. Today, he thinks, is going to be a good day. But he can't relax for a moment, there's too much to do before the show starts in the early afternoon, and he still can't see his assistant anywhere. Clearly, he is running late again, and Francisco can guess why. He's just about to give up and go back inside the theatre when he sees a familiar figure dodging through the crowd towards him. He's carrying his writing desk and a scroll of papers wedged under his arm. His cap is askew, barely covering the great mop of hair that bursts from his head. His cloak flies out behind him, revealing an unbuttoned doublet. A man who got dressed in a hurry. Francesco thinks to himself, as he checks his own attire, which, he notes with some satisfaction, is perfectly smart. He sees the boy collide with a passerby, another young man who is evidently someone that he knows, and they look like they're about to stop for a chat, no doubt to discuss last evening's adventures. Well, we don't have time for that. It was time to get going. Domingo, Domingo, over here. Where have you been? Get over here. And good day to you, sir. Please go about your business. Young Domingo is on my time now. Thank you, sir. And perhaps we'll see you at the show later. There are some tickets for a seat still, or you can queue for space on the patio. Domingo, where have you been? Oh, look, never mind. Here, you're here now. But please, when I say before ten o'clock, I don't mean ten past the hour. Didn't you hear the convent bell tolling? I know, I know. Too much of a late night, I'll warrant. Less drinking around town and more sleep needed by the look of your eyes, young man. Anyway, now you're here, make yourself useful, and let's get on with this. Is your quill sharp? You got plenty of ink? Good. Now let's get off the street. We'll start on the patio. There are several things I need to check. And look, crowd is already gathering. More than three hours before we let them in. That, my boy, is a good sign. Now, follow me and be quick about it. First thing is, look here, we need to get this brickwork over the door checked. It looks to me like it might have moved a bit. Get a man in to look at it, and in the meantime, 
Let's get whatever's in that room moved and, and seal that door so it can't be opened. What? Yes, yes, there's access from the other side. I think it used to be a passage to the house next door, but that was sealed up years ago, and then someone broke through the inner wall and made the way through to the side gallery. I can remember going that way when I came here as a young man with my uncle, but that door was sealed up a few years ago, and it's just been a storage room ever since. So, let's get it checked, and then we'll see what we can do with it. Ah, that's better. Now we can hear ourselves think. I've put Alonzo to work clearing out the cloakroom. You should see how much stuff gets left behind by our illustrious patrons. Cloaks, hats, gloves, wet weather gear, even a pair of boots. I mean, how do you forget your boots? He's going to put anything useful into the costume store and take the rest to the brothers for distribution to the poor. No, no, we don't need to check with him. He's reliable. Isn't it nice and cool and still here in the morning? Quite a difference from out there. I shouldn't complain about the crowds outside. It gives me a nice warm feeling to see them gathering so early. But I do like the quiet of the patio before everything gets going. And here we are. Hey, be careful up there, will you? I only just had those tiles replaced and I don't want that expense all over again. Not to mention the fruit cellar you nearly took out. Be careful and be quick. You should be done up there by now. Jose Maria, are you okay? I'm so sorry about that. No damage done? Excellent, excellent. Uh, They'll come and clear up those tiles in a moment. Please, carry on with your preparations. Those oranges look fantastic. What what a great display. Great. Now I have to suck up to the fruit cellar to keep him sweet. Did you see him jump? Close to a stroke, I think. Anyway, make a note to check the tile store. After fixing the damage those soldiers did when they got up onto the roof last month, and, and now we've lost a few more, I think we might be running low. You know, I don't think there's been a week in the last six months when we have not had someone up on that roof fixing this or that. Our roof is a beautiful thing, but like a good woman, it needs constant maintenance. No, no, don't put your papers down there. The lads are about to bring the benches out for the show this afternoon. We've pre-sold almost all of the front spaces, so they'll have to get all of the benches out from under the stage. Plenty to keep them busy. Come over here, to the centre of the patio. Ah, look, look up. The cloud has stuck. That's good. Hopefully we won't have to get that awning out. What? Yeah, yes, it ripped again down one side. One of those idiot boys didn't release it quickly enough last week when they were pulling it out, and it tore. I tore a strip off him too, young fool. The next day, we had that thunderstorm, and of course the drain blocked and the patio flooded, so I sent him with the rods to plod around and try and clear it. He got soaked. Well, serves him right. He'll be more careful next time. You know, we do need to get that drain looked at, and I'm sure it's going to mean digging up the main entrance, and maybe onto the street too. That will be expensive. But, if Councillor Rodriguez is here this afternoon, he should be in a good mood after the play. I'll see if I can persuade him to get the council to fund at least some of the work. If it started at the street and came in, then maybe they might just agree to that. I'll hint about maybe getting him a box for next season, see if that helps. It would be worth it to save us a packet now, but in case that doesn't work, just get some quotes for the work and let me know how that affects the surplus. Ah, just look around you. I do like being here when there's just the bustle of preparation going on. All that anticipation, especially on a day like today. But then I notice the roof and the stain from the block drain on the tiles and then that balcony up there that needs some repair. Some of that thatch on the gallery roof is showing its age too. Still, 
This old girl is, what, 60 or 70 years old? So what do I expect? You know, they didn't almost get the building up back then. Yeah, run out of money before it was finished, and they had to put the first few shows on in a half-finished building. Took them a couple of decades to get the roof on properly, and that third level is only 50 years old. Difficult to imagine it not there now, isn't it? The last of the internal rooms was only done about 20 years ago. We should be grateful, I suppose, we only have repairs to deal with. I certainly underestimated things when I took on running this place. There's always something that needs fixing. I suppose that'll always be the way, but it does make the place feel like it's living as well, always changing. Most of all, I love the way it feels like she is greeting people with open arms as they come in through the patio. Hmm? What? Yes, I know, I'm getting sentimental and that's a dangerous thing. I hate to think how much Donna sentimental has cost me over the years, but really, I wouldn't be anywhere else. It gets into your blood, doesn't it? Now, where was I? Back to business. The tiles. Yes, we need to check the store. The good Lord only knows what those soldiers were doing up there. I mean, if they didn't like the play, there are other ways of making your feelings known that don't involve me with expense. Thank goodness their captain was a sensible fellow and got them down pretty quickly and away from the women's gallery as well. You could hear them down the Principe half a mile away once we'd got them out. Underused and too much drink, if you ask me. They should get sent on a tour of the Low Countries. That'd sort them out. I sent the captain a couple of tickets as a thank you. Thought it would be worthwhile keeping him sweet. Oh, and that reminds me. We also had to buy a lock for the door they broke on the back corridor behind the councillor's boxes. You should find the details in the account book. It was three reals, I think. Outrageous, but what could we do? The roof repairs will at least treble that, so it's an investment, I suppose. It should stop anybody getting up there again. The key's in my office. Oh my word, that's an hour gone. Quickly, come with me to the office. We have to meet with Avendano. He's got some gripe about that. Hey, you, what are you doing up there? What? Oh, OK, look, just be careful. Remember we cut that new trapdoor last week, and when you bring that machine on, well, it's going to be the heaviest thing we've put on the stage yet, so be careful. I don't want anything or anyone ending six feet below and a hole in the stage. That would be a disaster. Now, to the office. Uh, can you make a note to remind the man on the gate that the Marquis del Carpio will be attending this afternoon? I saw his man earlier, just before the deadline at ten. Now, he's a man who understands the meaning of punctuality, eh? I understand that Donna Carpio will also be attending, so they will want the finest refreshments laid out in their box. It's a bit of a shame, actually. I could have rented his box out three times over for the opening performance, which would have been a nice bit of extra cash, but that's how it goes in this game. We have a good turnout for today. The boxes are full and all the windows are taken too, which reminds me, I got a bit of good news yesterday. It looks like that deal for the end house will go through. That old bastard is making me pay through the nose, but I heard that his wife is ill and he needs to get out to the country and the sea air pretty quickly, so he agreed a price in the end even if he did moan about it. Can you look over those numbers too? I left the papers on the desk drawer. Remember, it's two balconies and four attic rooms. If I can get 15 reals for each balcony and, say, 10 for each attic room, well, that's 70 reals per performance, which will be a real help. And I don't need a full mortgage to get it either. I think it's OK, but double-check for me. In fact, do that while I speak to Avendano, and I'll come back and find you when we're done.
Domingo, are you there? Come on. That all took a lot longer than I thought it would. Avandano is so up himself since these actors formed their guild. He needs reminding who pays his wages. Let's get back to the patio. We can walk and talk. I still don't trust Avandano. He's a charlatan, if you ask me. Can you go over last week's shares again? I'm sure he's fiddling me out of the taking somewhere. And get men watching all of the collection boxes early. And if there's any sleight of hand going on, I want to know about it. I want two men on my boxes, and at least one watching his and the men he has collecting. The boxes should all be fixed in their niches by now, so don't delay. Bloody actors. Sometimes I wish we could do all of this without them. It was only two weeks ago that they were called up to the palace at short notice, and it wasn't like the Duke didn't know that he would have French diplomats visiting and they'd need some entertainment, was it? It must have been planned for months. I know, I know, I'll keep my voice down. But really, how is a man supposed to make a living when he can lose his main entertainment at a moment's notice? I don't even think they realise what trouble that caused. How many benches were broken that night when we had to put on what we could scrape together? That cost me too. A dozen new benches doesn't come cheap, especially when those scoundrel carpenters know you're backed into a corner. Well, we're lucky there wasn't more damage, I suppose. The way those benches were being hurled around, someone could have easily got really hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm glad the Duke likes the theatre, but he could come here and see a show to help us out, not keep it all private to himself and his cronies, sorry, his court. I'd happily clear the councillor's box for the evening if I knew he was coming. Best view in the house, opposite the stage. Nice glimpse of the ladies as they come and go. Finest refreshments. I could even put on a special refined programme with the best musicians. And definitely no dancing. We can be respectful when we need to be. And I wouldn't even mention what it cost us last year when we were closed for weeks when his daughter died. God rest her innocent soul, of course. It's about time he got out again and enjoyed himself. He'd have a great time. And think of the publicity. And the cheek of the man. No, no, not the Duke, Avendano. He wants me to pay his troops' travel expenses when they come back from the palace next week. I didn't even know that the Duke had engaged them next week. Funny how that slipped his mind. So that's another two nights we'll be closed and no income. Unless we could find one of those Italian troops looking for a home at short notice, that might just work. Better than nothing if we can find one. Anyway, I told him to go to hell and get the Duke to pay his expenses for both journeys. And if he couldn't do that and get back by Friday's performance, then so be it. I told him we were talking to another troop anyway, which, between you and me, is just a bit of a bluff, but he was noticeably more polite once he had that idea in his head. They are a mercenary lot at heart, remember, so I think we can be sure they will be back all right. All that talk about art and commitment to their craft. It's money that makes this business work, and the sooner they admitted that, the better. Actors, I mean, what a bunch of... Oh, for the love of the blessed virgin, look at the sky. All that cloud has burnt off. We're going to have to get that awning out and fast or everybody is going to roast. Pablo, Pablo. Yes, Pablo, stop what you're doing. Get your men to pull the awning out, but be careful. Can't afford any more damage to it. As it is, some of the audience won't be properly shaded. We might have to give them some drinks between the acts. Let's see how it goes. Only if we have to, mind you. We do have some of the great and the good here this afternoon. We need to look after them. And, when you're done, will you let Alfonso know that he can open the doors in half an hour? It should have cooled off a bit by then out of the sun. And get that machinery sorted. Is half an hour long enough? Well, it's going to have to be. Is the stage holding up all right? 
just make sure you can position that thing over the new beam. It'll be the safest place. And, well, just keep everything crossed. Domingo, Domingo, have you eaten? Well, there's no time now, it's nearly two o'clock. Grab one of those nut and honey snacks from Jose Maria and an orange for me and let's get on. Pietro, Pietro, come here. You're on the woman's gallery today, aren't you? Good. Now, listen, you make sure you pack them in tight this afternoon. I think we can expect a big crowd. A new play by Lupe de Vega is still a big event in this city. However much he churns the plays out, they'll always come back for more. God knows how he does it. He must be as rich as a duke and as old as the hills, but he still drives a hard bargain. It made my eyes water to agree to his fee for this one. He's such a canny old bastard. He knows he can play me off against the crews, and he knows I know exactly what he's doing. Still, a full house guaranteed for a few days at least, so I can't complain, I suppose. And we never have to amend his scripts much. He really does write a good one, and the actors love him. He really is head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. What? Uh, Yes, yes, go on, get going. You just make sure that no one gets in without dropping their coin first and let me know if there's any hint of trouble at the side entrance and I'll get a couple of the biggest lads down there to see the ladies in. I want them to feel safe here. I'm thinking of doing a ladies-only night but I need to be sure that we'd get a big turnout if we did that and have a couple of lads with you for the extractions. It's a hot afternoon, so there's sure to be a few fainters at least. Go on, go on. Here comes Domingo. Thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll pay you back for the orange later. Are all the men in place on the money boxes? Great. I want to know as soon as anybody spots any funny business. I got the lads to move the reserved benches back a bit. The scenery comes out further than I thought it would. But I think it's okay. We can still get the usual number standing in the back of the patio. They will expect to be squeezed in for the first performance of a new play. We really must look at the side benches and see if we can squeeze another few in. I think one or two of those single seat stools might work. It's cramped, but the view is good in there and I think people will cough up for it. The crowd looked good outside, didn't it? We opened the doors prompt at two, so it's already filling up. Jose Maria looks like he's doing good business today. It's pretty clever the way he throws the fruit up to the first balcony and catches the money in return without hardly looking at it. He's really not bad. His antics keep the early birds entertained for free anyway, and he's quite a performer. Saves me from having to shell out for a musician or a comic to keep them from taking it out on each other. There always seems to be some gripe going around the crowd, even if one isn't quite sure what it is. Any excuse for slinging a few insults at each other around the patio? Ah, which reminds me, we need to watch the men on the top balcony. I think I recognised one or two of them as they came in. They certainly looked like they could be trouble. Had a drink or two before they came in, I think, but, you know, just enough to be sober and not get refused. If they get too rowdy, we can always lock the outer door to the corridor and keep them contained as a last resort. Ah, well, it it looks like the city councillor and his guests are in their box, and, yes, the windows are all full. Is the Marquis in? Yes, yes, I can see him at the back and his wife is already seated. Excellent. Well, let's give the signal. The musicians can get on. I need to make sure that Avendano knows that we need a toned-down prologue today. The last one was just too near the knuckle. We got several complaints and with the Marquis here today, we can't take any chances. 
if we aren't careful, they'll be insisting on religious plays only again, and I do not want to go back to that. I've sat through enough auto-sacramental for a lifetime already. Go on then, go. Let's get this show on the road. Domingo, Domingo, get over here. Look, the first act was fine, but I'm not sure that that interlude worked. You put a short on by Lupe de Rueda against Lupe de Vega, and, well, the old curmudgeon is really starting to show his age. We all loved him a few years ago, but things have moved on. We maybe need to find something else to use tomorrow. I'll have to negotiate something with the actors. They always have something they can pull out of the bag at short notice. And what happened in Act 2? Avendano promised me that that girl was good, but she forgot her lines, didn't she? He probably meant she was good in his bed. He's a lascivious old... Yes, yes, I know, but really. She really threw the other actors off. And there all that posturing while she was trying to remember what she was supposed to say. It's a miracle they got through it to the end, and the audience could see through it. The women jangling their keys on the grill was deafening, and I'm sure even Avendano must have noticed how annoyed the groundlings were getting. They really let her have it, although I'm not sure the Marquis was happy about his wife being exposed to such language. And if I get any pushback from this, I'm passing it straight back to Avendano, that's for sure. Still, things look okay now. I know it's a risk putting on those dancers, but but it's keeping the crowd happy. That girl in red. Oh, the way she moves. I mean, who wouldn't pay just to see that? I think we need to find out who she is and see if we can tempt her into a residency here. She would draw the punters in every time. Oh, did we have any clergy in today? I didn't notice anyone heading up to the top balcony room, but... Oh, oh really? Oh, that's not good then. Let's hope they've gone off for a play while the dancers are on. What? Yes, well, yeah, you're probably right. They have to get their kicks somehow. As long as they don't come complaining to me afterwards, hypocrites. Can you check in the gallery later and take their temperature? Let me know if you think they're going to cut up difficult about the dancers. I could certainly do without a complaint from the bishop. If you think a bottle of wine or two might help their consciences, I've got some pretty good stuff in the office. It's in the safe, of course. Uh, take, take those if you think it'll help. Oh, look, look, she's finished. Lovely moves. But now, Act 3. Let's hope this goes OK. What with that rig for the flying machine, the extras and the horses, I do hope the stage holds up. Come on, uh, let's stand over here and watch. Then you can nip along the passage behind the entrance hall and up to the clerics when you get a chance. Hey, Domingo, wasn't that great? That flying machine was amazing. Although, it would help if the actor hadn't looked so frightened as he went up to heaven. I mean, it was meant to be in a state of bliss, not trepidation. Avendano is going to have to work with him on that one. Still, it's always good to have a bit of constructive criticism to bring to Avendano's door. I shall enjoy that later. I do think it all went rather well. I'll send a note up to Lupe to tell him how pleased we are with it. If we get a good run out of this one and I get access to that corner house soon, then, well, I think things are looking up. 
Perhaps we should look at a new awning rather than just repairing the old one. We could do something with a nice painted design on it. And then, what about if we... Hang on, what's that noise? That's coming from the ladies' balcony. Quick, let's get over there. I don't want anything spoiling the end of the afternoon. Domingo, are you all right? You're cut above the eye. Let me see. Oh, look, it's, it's quite superficial, but I think you're going to have a black eye tomorrow. We need to get some bat's blood into that before it closes up too much. Here, sit down for a moment. Looks like you took quite a knock there. What? Crushed on the stairs. No daggers drawn, then. Oh, thank God for that. The last thing we want is the militia in here. Are you OK to carry on? When we're done here... I know an apocryphy we can get you to. He'll do be able to do the necessary. Thank goodness all of that trouble was contained to the woman's gallery. It seems quiet enough now. Pablo had the good sense to get them out by the side exit to the street, so most of the audience didn't really notice anything. Yes, it was just as the musicians were taking their bows and the cast were already off. I think if people noticed, they thought it was just the usual gathering of young men at the women's entrance and all that drunken jeering that goes on with that. Do you know what the cause was? Mice. Some damn jokers let a cage of mice loose from above, they dropped through the thatch and onto the ladies. Never heard such squealing in all my life. Fortunately, no one was hurt as they scrambled for the exit. I think it was those lads that I noticed earlier, but no one saw what happened and they're long gone now, of course. If you hear anyone boasting about this in the taverns, you make sure you let me know. If I get hold of them, well, they'll need their daggers, let's just leave it at that. Look, Look, everyone's out now. The awning is no worse. The stage is in one piece, and most went home happy. Let's go and count some money, and then we can get something to eat. You know what? I think I can relax now. What a day. Don't get me wrong, I love this place, and I'll do all I can to hang on to it. But sometimes I can't help thinking there must be an easier way to make a living. Still, there's always tomorrow. Let's do it all again then. Thank you.